there we go. Okay, we sweet. Hi there, guys. Welcome back to the Nomi Podcast, the Nomi for Podcast. I'm your host, Nomi, and today we are back with another Table Talk episode. And in today's episode, I just wanted to do a bit of speaking on a topic that we don't usually speak about. We, you know, we usually speak about like the self help, the business, the career, all those types of topics. But today I wanted to speak about something that was quite prominent within um, the Western Cape over the past, not over the past two weeks, but two weeks ago. Um, and that is the taxi, the taxi strike and basically the taxi industry. And when I was thinking of doing an episode like this, I just wanted to do it in a way of not being, how can I say, regurgitating all the content that you guys have heard over the news, over the radio. But I wanted to basically come and give a sort of baseline insight on how the taxi industry works because i also wanted to figure out um how how the industry works because i don't think it's as simple as you know buying a taxi and then hopping on a route and then you know getting a gachi and then you know driving around your route and picking up strangers or whatnot i just didn't think it was that simple so in this episode i just wanted to basically speak about on the taxi strike the reasons for it and then also basically have a bit of a insight on how the industry works and what challenges we are sitting with basically in the public transport sector of South Africa and of the Western Cape. But before we get into the video, be sure to, you know, subscribe. If you guys haven't subscribed yet, that would be much appreciated. We are reaching, what, about almost 200 subscribers? That would be, so that would be quite, quite successful. Not successful, but quite, um, what's the word for that? Quite um, accepting, I don't know. I'll be grateful, okay, <laughs> if we can hit that, that 200 subscriber button, Mark. And, you know, like and Spotify, you guys got to leave a rating, man. Please, come on. Majority of you guys are listening through Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So if you guys can, you know, leave a rating, that would be much appreciated. But, you know, let's just get right into it. So this taxi strike started on Thursday, the, the 3rd of August. And I remember driving to school that morning, to school, to university that morning. And the roads were quite empty, but I, it didn't come to mind about why all the roads empty. Because normally I drive through Baha and that place is just loaded with taxis and and um, other civilians on the road. But there was there was just like free-flowing, no traffic. I was like, oh, wow, this is quite delightful, to be honest. <laughs> I'll get to uni. And then I went to the classes and obviously the midday rolls around. And the afternoon comes and um, as I'm about to leave, I'm in the parking lot and I'm scrolling through social media and my family group chat. And in the group chat, they are now sending videos and photos of the Cape Town CB Center um, taxi owners having some sort of conflict with law enforcement. I was like, oh, wow. And that's when I heard the news about a sort of taxi stairway that the Santaco organization which is the african national taxi council um they're basically an organization for the taxi associations they ordered a stay away for two reasons and one of the reasons was um they felt as if they were being targeted by authorities and they felt as if the ongoing issues that they have that they're trying to sort out they felt that that process was just taking a bit too long so they just wanted you know some clarity and they thought that the stairwell would bring that to light but for this for the for this taxi strike to end um Sotaco said that what the city of Cape Town had to do is that to release all impounded vehicles and these vehicles were impounded for many reasons 
They could have been impounded for unroadworthiness. They could have been impounded for drivers not having, you know, the 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 correct documentation. So they just wanted all of these impounding vehicles to be released, but on a free poll, basically, for without having to pay for them to be released. But you know, these taxi strikes they usually occur when the 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 law enforcement goes out and they start trying to you know impose the law which is correct but um obviously the taxi organizations and the taxi associations they don't particularly like this like this from the law enforcement and basically that morning the law enforcement impounded 15 of 15 taxis and that sort of sparked it and be like okay yeah we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put our foot down yeah and we're going to have a sort of stay away this strike thing continued from the 3rd of august all the way to the 10th of august and it's not as if they said oh no we're going to do it from the 3rd to the 10th they actually wanted as when i say they i'm talking about Sintaco. they wanted the strike to last 24 no 48 hours they wanted the strike to last 48 hours and come to an agreement with the city of cape town but unfortunately that strike lost from the 3rd all the way to the 10th and then i think it was on the 10th, it was late in the evening that they came through with a um, agreement was taking place with the city of Cape Town and Sindaco. And I remember um, I was scrolling on TikTok that evening and I saw um, a TikTok from the mayor. What's his name? Jordan Hill Lewis. He basically was stating that, yeah, the taxi strike's over. But it wasn't over without any sort of cost because there were, when I talk about cost, I talk about there was a lot of, violence and a lot of conflict through those through that period from the third to the tenth i'm talking about motorists being pebbled with rocks i'm talking about road closures um i know that particular day where they blocked the n2 and then all of social media you just see everybody walking along the n2 it's something you don't see and like people had to stay in say you had you 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 worked in town and you don't have any sort of transport to get home. Now the buses aren't also driving because you know they're gonna get peopled by the by the taxi owners. So uh, like those individuals in the city center, they had to stay at home. They had to not stay at home. They had to stay in town. They had to basically some people had to sleep in town because they couldn't get home, and some people had to walk home basically along the N2. And that was just a crazy sight to see. And then obviously you go, you got the violence between the law enforcement and the taxi owners and then the civilians it was it was quite a vicious how can i say it was quite a visual vicious protest but it was it's quite ironic because we knew it always happens like this okay it's always it's going to be a peaceful stay away but then it's never peaceful and then the organization that leads the stay away they say they have no connection with the, the the violence that's being portrayed on the streets and obviously they could have no relation or connection with that but it's it's like you gotta you gotta hold your people together you know if you guys are gonna say we're gonna have the stairway and you are the lead organization in the stairway you gotta have your people under you be like okay we're going to have it but it's going to be peaceful we're not going to inflict violence upon you know the civilians the law enforcement anybody the medical personnel like medics had to be escorted to areas like ambulances got burned. It was quite a vicious, peaceful protest. But let's talk about the damage. Let's talk about the damage that this 
taxi strike or this peaceful protest, you know, basically inflicted on the city of Cape Town. So over 40 city of Cape Town vehicles damaged and destroyed. This costs accumulated to over 11 million rand, okay? Then you got 30, more than 30 private vehicles were damaged and destroyed. I remember seeing this one photo, particularly of this family in this car, and in the back, the back window, there was a child sitting, and the window was smashed out, and the child bleeding here, obviously, was, like, hit with whatever they threw through, 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 through the car, through the window. And there was another video where there was this girl and I don't know if she, if she drove through to Philippi, but she was like in a car and she was, and her window was struck and she was like bleeding and whatnot. And, um, it was actually quite nice to see, not quite nice to me, but, um, it was better to see that there were individuals of the public and of the community. I think, I think it was Philippi. I'm, I might, I may be mistaken, but they basically helped and told the lady, look, you know, you're not going to drive anywhere now because you're going to be, you know, you, people they're going to be after you they're going to try and inflict some damage up, up, up upon you um but it affected more than 200,000 commuters okay obviously these people like i said they worked in in the town area or they may have worked in other areas and they don't have means of transport to get to where they need to be and obviously now if there's no taxis Okay, but okay, let's do the bus. Okay, but we can't do buses now because they're not gonna also, you know, drive. Okay, uh, how about the take a train? Hardly the the railway networks hardly working. So those commuters who don't have the means of of personal or private transport, they were like, they were really hit hard, and that's over two hundred thousand in the Western Cape. So just think about those economic sectors that were affected and were damaged but we don't know the extent of those damaged sectors yet um obviously that would come out obviously with the reports um but you can imagine that the economic sectors some economic sectors of the cape were were damaged and then over 600 pupils were affected affected by not going to school i don't know if that was over the period of time period of the period of time from the third to the tenth but that's just yeah that's just something that's a bit it's 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 crap it doesn't just end there there were deaths there were road closures there were there was infrastructure damage um i read this one report um i think what if him um put it out there and the infrastructure damage was amounted over to four million rand i mean look all that that money that you now got to use that could have gone somewhere else, you know. It's just, it's 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 not a it's not a good thing. And I don't know if the people who are doing the damage they realize the damage that they are doing. You know what I mean? It's like let's just destroy everything. Let's go loot. With what 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 connection does that have to do with the taxi industry? You know what I mean? What connection does looting a shopping mall have to do with impounding vehicles? Like, why are we thinking, oh no, let's go damage everything and anything we see because we stand by this organization and now these people need to pay in somewhat. In, when when the, the vehicles were impounded for reasons that, you know, are lawful. 
so then after everything came 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 to a halt on the 10th and sort of peace was restored after all the violence and all the looting and all the damage that that has occurred in the cape i thought okay how does the industry work though like do we just get it get by a taxi like i said earlier do we just buy a taxi find a route and then get a gachi and drive no apparently not it doesn't work like that because i did a bit of research and i found out how how the industry works because you gotta have if you want to have a stairway like this a uniformly executed stairway like this then there has to be some sort of formalities in place within the industry and within the organizations that run the industry okay so when i did a bit of research i found that more than 75 percent of the public transport within the western cape okay is provided by minibus taxis so that just says something so you have 75 percent that 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 basically provides the 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 the, the, the public transport so that means that 25 percent are for the buses or for the the golden era the my city and the somewhat railway network that I don't even know exists anymore. So how does this industry then work? So I did a bit of research and I found that there are over 100,000 taxi associations in South Africa. Okay. But these taxi associations fall under two major organizations. And that would be Santaco, which was the organization which led the, um, the, the, the stairway. Which, and then you got the NTA, which is the National Taxi Alliance. They are another organization... But they actually also stood by Santaco in, how can I say, the stairway. But let's talk about the taxi associations in the organization. So we have about over 100,000 taxi associations in South Africa, okay? But for you to operate a taxi, not operate a taxi, but for you to provide public transport with a taxi, you need an operating license. The operating licenses are provided and approved by the provincial regulatory entities okay so you basically apply to them for them to approve an operating license for you then to operate as public transport for the public basically before you can apply you need a letter of recommendation from your taxi association your taxi association which association which you belong to i was thinking when i was thinking about joining the association i thought you'd probably have to pay like maybe like 500 to a thousand rand but in deep research i actually found out that you have to pay at the at the ranges from ten thousand rand all the way to two hundred thousand rand to join an association and then once you join that association you apply or you ask for a letter of recommendation which you then use in your application for your operating license so that's basically the steps and procedure in basically wanting to provide public transport these are, it's a long list of formalities. So you would believe that because there are so many formalities in place within this industry that everybody it, and the formalities are clear, everybody would be like, okay, sweet, you know what you got to do. You do it and then you're going to be lawful on the road. But through deeper research and deeper understanding, there are 250 drivers, taxi drivers nationally, okay? Of that 250,000, 75,000 to 100,000 are operating illegally. So they do not have those formalities in place. That's almost half of the taxi drivers. So that gives reason to, and that just makes it clear 
on why there are so many taxes impounded because they are not following the lawful regulations that are in place. But despite those taxes being impounded on a daily basis, the taxi industry in South Africa is still very much profitable. Um, the taxi industry in the Western Cape makes about 1.5 million rand a day. If you compare that to the Golden Arrow bus services and the My City bus service, the Golden Arrow bus services sits at about 350,000 rand a day, and the My City bus service makes about 40,000 rand a day in the Western Cape. If you, it's just the comparison is it's it's crazy and. I mean, it makes sense when you're sitting with 75% of the of the population being provided public transport by taxi minibuses. So it's, it's just crazy to me, okay, that this profitable industry that could be even more profitable, okay, if everybody if everybody followed the law, if everybody was in line, if everybody went through the formalities in place, this industry would be even more profitable. But it's just not it's just not that simple because you know everybody wants to have a shortcut everybody wants to take the shortcut everybody wants to get to the next step and i think that happens a lot within the industry um you know if you 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 don't have you don't have a job okay but you want you got to earn money for your family and then you go out you get a taxi you join an association and then you just you just want to hop onto the road and you want to start earning the bucks man or your 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 taxi is unroadworthy, but you still gotta still gonna put on the road because you want to earn your bucks. But it just plays against you because in the long run, the 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 the, the hatred I would say for the taxis, uh, it just grows because I mean you speak to everybody, and everybody just hates the taxis on the road because they come in here, they go here. You're standing in traffic, a two lane traffic pile up, and then they come on the left and right and left and right like people dislike the taxis but they are so crucial for 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 the western cape and for south africa because they provide that transport or that service for the people in those areas that do not have the means or the resources to privately go about their way and get to where they need to be get to their job get to their nine to five but with these forms of different public transport even though the taxi industry holds a majority okay there's still violent violence within the public transport sector i mean you got you got within the taxi industry you got taxi associations fighting other taxi associations so just imagine you would have even more violence of them fighting other forms of public transport because think about it you're taking their clients okay i remember this one day i was at uni and this was before i drove to uni i would take an uber home okay so i call my uber and this was like one of the first days I, I went to uni and I had to use an Uber to, to go home. So I basically ordered Uber. And I then get a call from an Uber driver. And he's like, "We I, can I pick you up on the inside of the premises? Okay. Not near the taxis. Because the taxis stand outside of UWC. Right there. And he was like, can I pick you up on the inside of the premises? And I was like, yeah, bet. Sure, buddy. No problem. So I walked inside, picked me up there. And then he said that, he can't go and pick up people outside the campus. I mean, he's, he can't do his job out and and pick up people outside the campus because the violence that the taxi drivers hold onto them. It's like he said that this one girl, he had to pick up this one girl this one day and they forcibly dragged him out of his car. 
So it's crazy that the, the extent to that these taxi drivers go through, go to, to basically hold a, a, a clientele, clientele basis for them. And that just makes it difficult to fix the overall problem that we have, the overall public transport problem that we have in South Africa. Because, I mean, you want people to use public transport, okay? You want people to use public transport, okay? So you want the taxis on the road because then people can commute to work. Like I said, the sectors were uh, affected by, you know, the people not being able to go to work. So you want the people to use the public transport. Want people want, to use, people want the people to use the taxis. Okay, sweet. Use the taxis. Okay, but now we're getting too many taxis on the road. Okay, now we're getting a bit of congestion. Okay. So how do we fix that congestion? Okay, let's use the buses because we can fit more people in the buses. So then obviously there's less vehicles. But the taxi drivers then start having some bit of conflict with the bus services. Then then there's, there's, there's violence there. Okay, sweet. No, no problem. Let's go and use the railway system then. Because, I mean, use the railway system. No congestion on the roads. Well, little to less less congestion on the roads then. And you're, you're, it's just in your private individuals driving on the roads. And then the railway system. Oh, but we can't use the railway system because... The, 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 the cables and the lines are being ripped out because they the, the they don't want the the basically they don't want the, the railway system to work because you then seeing more clients. So it's it's a vicious cycle that we we, we are currently in. And to be honest, I don't know how you can fix it. Maybe I can have some time on the part of uh, a a guy and basically talk about how you can go about fixing this guy that's an expert in the field, but I don't. How, how do you how do you fix that? Because it's, it's it's basically a vicious cycle of greed. Maybe is that a, is I think that's a, maybe could be the correct terminology. A vicious cycle of greed within the industry. So my question to you is: How do you how do you fix it? How do you end this vicious cycle? How do you ensure that public transport works in South Africa? Or not in South Africa. They start with Western Cape, with the Western Cape. How do you ensure that works without bringing about problems of conflict and violence and congestion? Because I mean, imagine everybody took taxis. I mean, that's just yo. You wouldn't. You it'd be traffic for days. Okay, but then yeah, you want people to use the railway line, but people couldn't use the railway line because the thing doesn't work. Okay, there's hardly any railway lines working. So it's just a vicious cycle. So how do you how do you fix that? How do you fix that problem in in South Africa? How do you fix the South African public transport system? That's the question. That's the question that I don't want you guys to answer in the comment section down below. But before we leave, you guys gotta ensure that you gotta you gotta you gotta, you gotta like that button, man. Spotify and Apple Podcast, you gotta leave a five star review. Okay, like I said, you gotta comment. Comment what you would do to fix or maybe not to fix, just to better the public transport system of South Africa or the Western Cape. Because, I don't know, man, it's 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 terrible. It seems like it's just going down here and down here and down here. The violence is increasing and it doesn't seem like there's a fix around the corner, to be honest. But what would be your two cents on the topic? Drop it down in the comment section below. But I think that's all from me for now. Until next time, I'll see you guys. Peace.